Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. <laughs> Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me is the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. What's up, Doc G? How you doing, sir? I am doing good. How about yourself? Hmm. Well, I got to tell you, Doc G, I know I told you I was going to try to get Don Gorski on the show. So true. And I got to tell you... I don't think this guy is reachable. <laughs> I don't know. Can't find I can't anything, find a way huh? to I can't find a way to get a hold of him. All right. And I felt like I did a pretty deep dive into trying to All right. figure something out. Road trip. Say what? Road trip. <laughs> Where I think he's like Wisconsin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Wisconsin. Right? Yep. yep. Looks like we're headed up to the big cheese yep. state, my friend. Me we gotta find a McDonald's. And you <laughs> we're getting Don on the show. Yeah. We're just gonna find we get I mean you can you can whittle it down, right? We can find the McDonald's that he actually uh, eats at. We can just hang out and be mm, like, Don. Yeah. Come on, let's party, man. Let's party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. You got all the equipment. <laughs> we will bribe you. Next hundred Big Macs are on us. So uh -huh. your meals are paid for for the next two days. All right? Wait, That's what? on us. Anyway. That's on us. Just an idea. Just an idea. I well, Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. I know. Every <laughs> listener's like, don't worry. We don't want him on the show. You want him on the show, guys. <laughs> you want him on the show. You want to know how his body has survived the onslaught of Big Macs for the past 50 years? Something like <laughs> Something. that? It's I don't know. Insane. It does, though. Like, I mean, just think about that person, Mike. Just think about Mr. Gorski and be like, hmm, that's amazing, right? Yeah, it is. Like, I do that every now and then. I sit down and I think about how some people's lives, just like what they do, amazes me. Yes! Not, mm -hmm. not like in the ability of like, oh, my God, that's so, like... More in the ability, like, really? That's, <laughs> out of all the things in life, this is what you do, you know? And I mean, yeah. like, it sort of makes sense. Because, like, your whole childhood, people tell you, you can do whatever you want, you know? Which, mm -hmm. in some yeah. regards, is a bit of bull****. But in some regards, it's <laughs> totally true. Like, it's really the real thing. And some people... yeah seemingly are like the epitome of that of being whatever mm -hmm. they want to do because yeah what they do is completely unbelievable that's a fact mm -hmm. yeah like Big mr Max. gorski you're like really <laughs> really like another Thousands? yeah exactly Thirty-five thousand. Uh, but another one uh that i have just been fascinated with for the last like week mike is uh is the liver king hmm. have you the liver king have you ever no. dipped your toe into the liver king no i don't know what that is so liver king is a as a just a cartoon character of a man so true he is <laughs> so the, the liver liver king is an uh, a dude actually named brian johnson 
um, who is 44 years old and lives in Texas. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, the things that he's mainly known for is being uh, extremely muscular, uh, Mm -hmm. shirtless all the time, uh, having a massive woolly beard, uh, eating lots of raw animal parts, and looking Mm. like Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, okay. It's pretty much him in a nutshell. It's... uh, you can go to his uh, Instagram page right now, and you'll be like, yeah, that's pretty spot on. I don't really see anything he was missing. <laughs> nope. Um, he has 1.4 million followers on Instagram. And uh, um, Doc G, is his handle the Liver King? Yes. 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 Uh, basically, the Liver King is out here selling uh, supplements and other weird <laughs> off his website and social media. That's what he does. <laughs> And it works because there are people out there that actually, uh, I don't know, buy the supplements, I guess, which mm-hmm. is hard to believe, but it, they do. Um, now, wow. uh, every did you take a look? Did you take a look, Mike? Yeah, this guy. Yeah, this guy is everything you just did, said. Did I miss anything? <laughs> I don't think I missed anything. Not at all. Um, no, but I mean, no, no. I just gotta give this guy credit, man. Nice body. I mean, working out. This guy is like shredded in every way. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Don't. No, he is. He is. And uh, nothing he does really makes sense. <laughs> nope. Nothing he does makes sense. Now, uh, apparently, like everything, I did a little. Actually, I wasted my life looking into <laughs> his crap. Sweet. And apparently, everything he does ties back to nine ancestral tenants. Like, his hmm. his whole deal is we got to live primal, Word. right? Even though he lives in a mm-hmm. giant mansion in Texas, and it's literally shown mm. all the time in his videos. And you're like, really? That's primal? <laughs> Shouldn't there be, like, a hut and a tree or something? Or, like, mm. no? Okay. Um, but anyways, nine ancestral tenants. He uh, Sleep, eat, move, shield, connect, cold... Sun, light, and bond. Which, huh? if you're listening, listeners, it's basically just words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, when I read those, I was like, "How is anybody in the world skipping out on the first two tenets? Sleep and eat." It was like, "Oh, <laughs> I forgot those. That's not living primal enough because of the not eating." So true. That was an issue that I had there. Now I've got it. <laughs> nope. Like. Now, Mike, there's no description of where these tenants come from, no reasoning behind these tenants, no research how they make a person healthier. It's just, let's let's do this. Now, marketing. Uh, not to question Macho Man's philosophy of living here, uh, but there, there are some things that people did back in the day, Mike, that were very unhealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will. I will tell listeners we do have to keep in mind that the average lifespan of a human, like three thousand years ago, was not exaggeration, like twenty five years. That's a fact. Like wow. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm just saying there is that. Now, uh, the main attraction of his social media page, Mike, is that he does pointless shit. That's <laughs> that's the main thing. Perfect. Uh, and a lot of folks think this is awesome. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, for instance, Mike, just you were just asking. He sits in a hot tub full of ice water for no reason. 
That's something he mm. likes to do. Uh, he runs through New York City with a weight sled on his back for no reason. Uh, mm. he, he drinks a glass of blood. No reason. Whoa, what? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He uh, drinks a, a, he drives a tank over a car. Absolutely no reason. I'm pretty sure primal folks from thousands of years ago didn't have tanks, but, you know. No. Haven't researched it, but I'm pretty positive. Uh, <laughs> he has a flamethrower. Absolutely no reason. Uh, you know, and amazingly, Mike, people not only just watch this, but they actually have questions for the liver king. I went through some of the comments. Now, obviously, there's all kinds <laughs> of other things on there. But there are actually, like, real people. Like, I went to their page and looked. I, again, wasted more time of my life <laughs> going to their page and was like, what? This looks like a real person. And they asked, like, a legitimate question to Randy Savage, Macho Man, how to better their lives in the Liver King fashion. Mm. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, one follower wrote, uh, will eating liver increase my lifts? Question mark. Another follower wrote, how does Liver King feel about cannabis? And then mm. another follower wrote, do you have a cheat day? Now, uh, <laughs> I've noticed that the Liver King answers none of his comments. So I will answer all of these for the Liver King. Uh, it would be, no, liver does not increase your lifts. Nope. Two, liver king likes cannabis if it can make him money. Yes. Three, yes, liver king cheats every day of his life. Those would be the uh, <laughs> three answers to your comments. Now, the reason, though, that I brought this all up, Mike, was to say, you know, I was just thinking when I was looking at this dude's social media page, I was like, just think, back to like 1994. Just think back to 90. This dude was like 16 years old. This dude's 44. Mm -hmm. Is Think back to him and somebody was like, you can be whatever you want, Brian. Uh, yeah. And this dude was like, you know what? <clears throat> Sounds good. I've got an idea. I, mm -hmm. I think I know. I think I know. And uh, he took his shirt off and never looked back. Nope. You know? <laughs> and now he's whatever the f you call it that he does. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but whatever that is, he's just doing it. That's his life, Mike. Yeah. That's his life. So listeners, whenever you're listening to the show and you're like, what kind of pointless crap is this? Just use the liver king as your reference and say, you know what? <laughs> Doc and Mike are being whatever they want to be. They can do yeah. that. They can mm -hmm. do that because that's what we can do in this world, Mike. You know, mm -hmm. Mike, are you ready to fire up this proverbial dream <laughs> machine that is the Dot yes, G sir. Show? Yes, sir. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Ah, it's good, Mike. Mike, we've got another returning guest. Another returning guest. Uh, Cody Jasper on the show. Very excited. He made time. In between all of his recording, he's got, he's just, he's recording all over the place. He was recording in Austin, Texas. He was recording in New Mexico. I think there might have mm. been some California in there. He's taking a little wow. bit of time outside of the recording to talk to us about the new stuff coming out. I'm pretty sure the new album coming out August 
Can't wait to talk to him. I'm going to ask him about his fitness because he's into fitness too. Who knows? Cool. I may even ask him about Liver King. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe inspiration. You know, I don't know. But first, we need to start where we start, Mike. The birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yes. Who do we got? Uh, I, I think you can get the first one. Okay. I think, I think you can do it. Now, right. the second two, I don't know. But this one, I think so. Uh, cool. Born in Laurel, Mississippi, May 4th, 1979. Uh, from a young age, our birthday suit wearer developed a love of space and astronauts. At the age mm. of nine, he watched his first space shuttle launch. Not long after that, he attended space camp in Titusville. But when he was 11 years old, he started singing with a choir and he found something he was really digging. He loved music. Mm. In 1995, he received a phone call from Justin Timberlake and his mom. Word. Justin and his mom said, hey, do you want to be the bass singer for a new pop group in sync? Sweet. And he said, yeah, I do. And he became the new bass singer for NSYNC. Their first singles, uh, I Want You Back, was an instant hit. Then in 2000, they released their album No Strings Attached, which sold 1.1 million copies in the first day. Jeez. <laughs> then they, Great album. Yes. <laughs> strings. Uh, they aren't attached. Then they released Celebrity. Uh, those two albums together sold over 56 million copies worldwide. In wow. 2002, the group announced they'd go on hiatus. Uh, they haven't got back together for 20 years since then. They're still on hiatus. I mean, I think they did. Didn't they do like a Super Bowl or something like that, I think? Was it a Super Bowl? I don't know. I think they did like something, but it wasn't with Justin Timberlake. I don't think he was a part Maybe of it. Maybe it was MTV. I can't. There was something that they they and I'm pretty sure JT was there. I'm pretty positive oh, he yeah. was I there. Know. I don't know. Anyways, in 2006, our birthday suit aware announced that he was gay, which was on the front of People magazine, and turned him into a gay rights advocate. His wedding to Michael Turchin was aired on E in 2015. He now has two children with Michael Turchin. Name that birthday suit wearer. Lance Bass. Lance Bass is correct. Mm, yes. yes. Lance turning 43. 43. Wow. Yeah. Looks good for good 43, for man. Yeah. Looks, looks, looks the same. Looks pretty much, yeah. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't really changed. looks the same. Hasn't really changed. Still got that, you know, sort of the, uh, I guess it's highlighted. I don't know. I haven't seen his hair in like 15 years. Frosted was, tips. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And I didn't know he was from Laurel, Mississippi. Come on, that uh, the show Hometown on HGTV that we talked about forever ago. They need to start mm. every show being like Laurel, the home of Lance Bass, <laughs> home of Lance Bass, right here. I'm like, come on. Anyways, that's pretty dope. Lance turning yeah. 43. Uh, happy birthday, Lance. You know, uh, celebrity. I think I was a bigger fan of celebrity than uh, No Strings Attached. You know, because Celebrity had Girlfriend, and they did uh, mm. they did a remix with uh, Nelly 
because Nelly was yeah. real hot in the streets at that time. Great track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Had some sick yeah. dance moves in that video. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, I mm, I'd like to be Justin Timberlake. He seems to be popular <laughs> with the ladies. That's a fact. You yeah. know? And uh, sure. I was the opposite. So uh, <laughs> it was very intriguing to me. Same. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, happy birthday to, to uh, Lance. Mike, are you ready? Rip some headlines. Yeah, what's going on? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. What's what's happening in Florida? <laughs> We're starting here. We're starting in Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Mike, last week uh, in Kissimmee, the police were called to a target to investigate a, quote, suspicious vehicle and two people who were suspected of stealing pizza and Pokemon cards from a Target. Hmm. Wow. That's a party. So, so obviously, <laughs> we're talking real high-level thievery here, Mike. Yeah. To use a recent reference, this is some real Ocean's Eleven going on here. Yeah. It's, uh, watch out. Watch out. Atlantic Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Right. Yes. That's so dumb. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> it's, a, it's the Atlantic side. It makes sense. Um, the interesting story, the thing about this, Mike, uh, it, this is directly quoting from the police affidavit. Uh, it says, deputies attempted a, quote, takedown of the two men, which led to the deputy involved shooting. Word. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting. Yeah, from Pokemon cards and pizza, which then the sheriff in Kissimmee was asked about the incident and whether the deputy's actions were warranted, and he said, quote, I believe my deputies are justified in all of their actions. I have the utmost 200% trust in everything they do based on their training and their experience. He added, Hmm. things escalate. This is the real world, end quote. Um, Mike, let's review. Uh, first off, two-sentence synopsis on how you apprehend some pizza thieves to how you shot them. Seems like you left out a couple of important details in there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Going to sure. need a little bit more than two sentences. Like... First of all, like, I mean, were the guns even necessary? Think you could have, like, left them in your car. These were mm-hmm, Pokemon probably. fans. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't try to activate Charmander to fight the police. Like, <laughs> I looked that up. That's a real Pokemon, everybody. That's oh, a yeah, that's yeah, right. It's, it's a, a good card. Did you do Pokemon? I never did Pokemon. I, I never did them, but I was, uh, well, no, it's Charizard was the card. Charizard was the card to have. That was, that was like the really expensive one? That was the Michael Jordan. Yeah, that okay. was like the good, that was the good Pokemon. I'm ge- that's, that's the extent of my knowledge, I promise. I'm that's guessing he's like a real, uh, well, like, uh, that's the extent. I guess you wouldn't know if he's a really good fighter or not. I guess I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I no, don't know. I don't know. Charmander has a flame tail. I can tell you that. Yeah. When I yeah, he's like a dinosaur. When mm-hmm. I looked him up to make sure he was real, I was like, "Am I making that name up?" No, that's right. <laughs> that's Charmander. Yeah. I knew it. Uh, anyways, the other thing, go back to the sheriff's uh, quote here. I automatically don't trust the words of that sheriff when he says two hundred percent. Yeah. Like. 
Don't give me fake statistics when you're the sheriff. Like, you do that when you're an eighth grade cheerleading coach. Not the sheriff. <laughs> like, 200%, guys. What? Come on. Come on. Lastly, things escalate in the real world. Hmm. Could you tell us how they escalated? Yeah. Because at the start of the well, story, no. it was Pokemon and pizza thieves. Not a nuclear reactor and international cyber criminals. Like, it's, <laughs> it's pizza. Like, how does that escalate to shooting? Anyways, Kissimmee, Mike. Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Uh, Mike, we've got another Florida story. This one is uh, Boca Raton. So, uh, this uh, does on the surface doesn't seem too unique. But as we dig, gets a little bit more. Uh, so, a person wrecked in Boca Raton. Not too outrageous. But then you find out the car was a 2006 Ford Heritage Edition GT. Hmm. Which, by the way, that, that name of that car just sounds like a white supremacist mobile. Like, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ford Heritage Edition GT? I don't know. Anyways... Uh, the driver had just purchased this car for seven hundred and four thousand dollars. Wow! Wait, what? Yeah, the driver was Robert uh, Gorani, a fifty-year-old dude from the area. He told police he was downshifting when leaving a housing development, lost control, and red ran head-on into a palm tree. Hmm. What's even more interesting, Mike, is he told police he was, quote, unfamiliar with how to drive the tra the manual transmission of the car. Ah, that's a problem. Yeah. And after yeah, the police arrived, they ran his information and found the car had no insurance, wasn't registered, and Rob had a suspended license. Hmm. Girl, come on! What are you thinking, Rob? Like, what's he gonna do next? <laughs> Buy a Jeff Bezos rocket and try to fly it on his own? Like, what, what are you gotta, doing? I don't know what to do. Yeah. You Come spent $700,000 on a car and you were like, should I learn how to drive it? Nah. Work <laughs> itself out. Like, should I wait until I have a license? Nah. I've got two hands and a steering wheel. Why not? Like, should I wait until it's registered? Nah, it's America. I don't have to register anything. Like, nope. <laughs> dude, come on, man. Come on. Also, can you imagine no if this insurance. dude was poor? Can you imagine if this dude, if it was a 2003 Ford Focus instead? This guy would have ended <laughs> up being tased and thrown in jail in like 10 minutes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Instead, it was a $700,000 car, and this dude was issued a citation and drove home by the police. So. Wow. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, that's Florida. Injustice. That's Florida for you, Mike. Uh, yeah. Mike, moving away from Florida to Ohio, uh, this might be the weirdest story of the week. This might get okay. it. So, uh, this was last week. A dude uh, in his mid-40s was hanging out at Leroy and Margaret, Margaret's Suds and Grub. Sweet. Hmm. She got to admit, pretty sweet name, right? <laughs> Leroy yeah. and Margaret's Suds and Grub. 
That just mm-hmm. sounds like a cozy establishment to get some yeah. food. You Home know? style cooking, yeah. Yeah, sure. on a on a chilly, rainy Toledo night, you're gonna go to yeah. Leroy and Margaret's to to get that home cooking and feel warm mm-hmm. inside, feel yeah. loved by old Leroy and Margaret. Word. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. the, give you that loving, and not in a just bad them. way. Yeah, <laughs> not in a wholesome way. <laughs> no other staff. Yeah, just they're the only ones that have worked there. <laughs> The whole time. Anyways, <laughs> this dude in his 40s decided while he was, uh, maybe he had too much suds, and he decided that he needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so he was in the bathroom using the urinal when an unknown female came into the bathroom, stabbed him twice with a knife in the butt. Huh? Ooh. Yeah. She then, after stabbing him twice, ran out of the bathroom and the restaurant. And as she was leaving the restaurant in her car, the victim hobbled out and caught a picture of her with his phone leaving out of the restaurant. Uh, The police then used the picture to run her plates, found her address, and sure enough, the lady was just sitting in her apartment <laughs> and they arrested her. <laughs> so, and like the the guy doesn't know this lady. Nope. No clue who this lady is. Nope. Uh, she comes in while he's peeing, stabs him in the butt twice and runs off. Wow. Like so many questions. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So many questions. I mean, obviously like when you actually think about this, Mike, she didn't want to hurt him that bad, like she couldn't have. She chose the most padded spot on the body. Either mm. either that or she's just really bad with her aim. And it was like, I think, mm. <laughs> ah, missed the heart. Missed it. Like, I, I don't know. The weirdest factor, though, to me that like upped it by 100% was the fact that she flees the scene after stabbing the dude in the butt. And just casually goes back to her apartment to like watch reruns of Modern Family. Like, you're not on some kind of criminal high after you do that. You're like, woo! She just casually <laughs> drives back to her house and is like, ah, that was good. Twice, twice in the butt. All right. What? Anyway, it's like just like what? Who? Like you could write a novel about this lady's story. Like this is. It's insane, Mike. Doc so- G, I, f- I feel like these people that leave the scene. I feel like we're we're having some some commonalities between these people that just they just go home. Yeah, they just go right home. They're like, no, nah, they're not gonna find out no. where I am. How would they know Nothing where my house plate. is? They're just the police. <laughs> like, come on, they don't have anything. She registered her car. <laughs> Figure that out. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, yeah, dude from Boca Raton. He would have been uh, scot free there. Oh. Ford Ford white supremacist mobile wasn't registered to us. <laughs> um, anyways, Mike, that was weird. I want to follow. I'm going to try to follow up on that story. We're going to see if I can get any more info on that one. Uh, Mike, do you remember needle spiking? Hmm. Um, vaguely. The, vaguely f- the phenomenon of going out to bars and uh, and discos. Uh, clubs and getting stabbed mm. with a with needle. Yes. 
yeah, with some type, I do remember that. Some type of, you know, date rape drug or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, the phenomenon was sweeping the UK and Ireland the last time we talked about mm-hmm. it. But it was I remember. It's pretty much localized in that area, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, well, I've got bad news, Mike. Oh, no. Apparently, it's spreading. It's, oh, gosh. Uh, it's become an it's issue in, in France. <laughs> Not Florida. Uh, okay. France. <laughs> Just this past couple of weeks, there have been 60 reports of needling spi- a needle spiking in France. Jeez. 60. Ugh. 60. Now, obviously, this is disturbing news, Mike. Yeah, that's definitely weird. But I will say there's one bright spot. There's one bright spot. In this story, they have given it a new name. Hmm. They called it Disco Needle. (laughs) Which I will say here and now. That's not good. Way better. Way better than needle spiking. I mean, Disco Needle. And right now, too, Mike, I'm calling it. That's my band name. So true. You're not taking Disco Needle from me. All right. Disco needles. I mean, can you imagine the lineup, Mike? Headliners, the panhandle hookers with disco needle opening up for them. That is a show that people will come see. That, yeah. that is nice. That's right. That is nice. Anyways, uh, watch out if you're in <laughs> France. Maybe, uh, well, or, or Ohio. I mean, I don't know which one I'd rather... I think I'd rather have the knife in my butt. I don't know. But either one is not yeah. a good thing going in the butt. What? Uh, yeah. We can all agree. We can all agree. Yeah, for this. sure. <laughs> um, Mike, we got... Uh, now that we've gone through some weird things here, uh, which normally is really curveball for our show, um, we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate... Mm. A new Guinness World Record. Hmm. What do we got? The Guinness Book this of World exciting. Records recently crowned a nun in south of France as the oldest living person on earth. Say what? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sister Andre, who is 118 years old. Wow. Yeah. 118. Yeah. What's she doing? Not only it's that, her routine. Not only that, Mike, but she's the oldest survivor of COVID. What? Wow. Okay. She got COVID when she was 116. Oh no! It took her three weeks, and she was completely fine. She's like, good eh, for her. Not that bad. I've seen worse. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever the liver king is doing, Mike, I want to get down on Sister Andre's tenets of longevity. Whatever she's doing, I want it. Theory: She has she has Spanish flu. Uh, hmm. She has Spanish Immunity? flu antibodies. No, wait, no. Uh, it, what am it, I talking about? It switched over to a different virus. <laughs> it just mutated <laughs> in her in her body. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It, I don't know. It, no. No. Theory. Just a theory from our scientist, Mike, everybody. It's, uh, there hypothesis. You go. It's yeah. a hypothesis. It could be proven wrong. Okay, that's what hypotheses are there for, to be proven wrong. Um, Thank you, Doc G. Anyways, uh, she was quoted as saying, after giving this award, Mike, I feel I would be better off in heaven, but the good Lord doesn't want me yet. Mm. And she called the title a sad honor Mm. now 
Don't get it twisted, Mike. I'm a Sister Andre fan. So true. I've been a fan of her the whole two minutes we've been talking about her. Okay? Me too. But I do think her her statement was a little presumptive, right? Right? The good Lord doesn't want yeah. me yet? Yet? I'm not saying you're <laughs> not going to get in, Sister Andre, but it's never 100%. I mean... Yeah. A number 16 seed is knocked off a number one in the NCAA tournament. Anything can happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. You can't approach it with that attitude, Sister Andre. You got to come in there <laughs> ready to get in, you know? Yeah, you know? for sure. I'm kidding, listeners. She spent the last hundred years caring for people as a nun. Anybody's at the top of the list, she is. She is. But I was thinking about this, Mike. Uh, when you're in Sister Andre's position of being literally the oldest person in the world, there's really no kidding yourself about your age anymore. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> like, your whole life, you've been comparing yourself to older people and saying, well, I'm not that old. I mean, come on, look at them. Like, you know, now out of 8 billion people, she's the oldest. Mm. She can't compare to anybody. She's got to go out and find an oak tree and be like, look, that thing's like 300 years old. I'm a baby compared to that. Like, come on. <laughs> like, she's got nothing. She's 118. Nothing. Nah. It's insane. Just There's some tortoises. There's some tortoises. We've I think, talked about some tortoises. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but that gay tortoise that was uh, having sex yeah. with his friend there off the coast of mm -hmm. Africa, he's still what? kicking it. He's older than her. Yeah. He's um, doing it. It's insane to think about, Mike, but just think about this. Did the math. She was 65 when Woodstock happened. Wow. Mm. 65 with Woodstock. That's wow, insane. Yeah. She definitely wouldn't have enjoyed that. No, she no already way. would have been like, what is this? Free love? <laughs> Screw this crap. Okay, she's a, she's a nun. She probably wouldn't have said that, but... Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest. This is Cody Jasper with Higher Power right here on the Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Listeners, if you have time, you need to go subscribe to the podcast. That's right. You can do it right after you follow the Liver King. You know what? You can do it before you follow the Liver King. That's a fact. I might not do as much weird lifting of things shirtless, but I won't try to sell you supplements. So there's (laughs) that. And as Mike knows, because we're not making cash from it, there's no ads going on on this podcast. Okay? (laughs) Ad free. You're not hearing me talk about some BS aside from you subscribing to the show. And as soon Mm -hmm. as you do that, I'll stop doing this. All right? So (laughs) that's how that works. Anyways... Mike, we need to thank the regulars. We got a great list. A couple are back on the list. I'm excited. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Radford, Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Peoria, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Richardson, Texas, Katy, Texas, and Tom's River, New Jersey. Nice. There we go. Yeah. Go. Got him. Got him on the list, man. I uh, excited about the whole group. Just a good mm-hmm. group, you know. Yeah, it is. Just a nice, nice group of of, of folks around the country, around the yeah. world. Yeah, a lot of you diversity. Know? Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Here we go. Semi regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Florence, Kentucky, Anderson, South Carolina, Holland, Ohio, Marshfield, Massachusetts, Brooklyn, New York, Whiting, New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, uh, Carmel, Indiana, Sandwich, Massachusetts, Portland, Oregon, Beaumont, Texas, Sydney, Australia, and Richmond, Virginia. Shout out. And it was by accident, folks, that Carmel, Indiana, and Sandwich, Massachusetts were (laughs) back-to-back. I did not mean to have both... (laughs) food references there together but they were uh if we put frankfurt germany we got one sick sandwich going on mm. there very mm, ugh. little caramel on top of a wiener <laughs> on a sandwich that is nobody know, that wants that I, I, I guess it's, i guess it's like syrup uh, caramel like honey syrup. ham you know yeah you got the, uh-huh. yeah Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> this hypothetical sandwich is coming together. I like it. Delicious. Uh, we only had though only one international uh, on the semi-regulars. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on, internationals. Get with Sydney, Australia. Do it. Mm-hmm. Where's Church Christ, New Zealand? Get back on the list, Church Christ. Yeah. What are you doing over there? Anyways, Mike. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, leftover stories here that I did want to hit. A couple of interesting ones here. First off, uh, scary situation out in California. So uh, Sheena Gullet, Sheena Gullet was on a nature cruise with her friend Justin Lonick. They were out cruising April 14th when a massive snowstorm basically left them stranded on a road. Uh, about four hours outside of Sacramento. So country road, they were cruising, snowstorm up in the mountains, can't get out of it. Oh, no, Mm. what are we going to do, right? Not good. And uh, the two spent the night in the vehicle, but in the morning, the battery was dead. So they attempted to walk 
back to the main highway. But as the story explains it, Sheena began falling behind because the soles of her boots were falling off. Oh, no. It then says Sheena and Justin eventually became separated due to heavy snow. Hmm. Justin searched for Sheena, but was unable to, and, uh, and unable to find her, so he sought shelter and made a fire. Justin then made it to the main highway two days later and let officials know what happened. On April 20th, sheriff agents found Sheena at the car. Apparently, she had survived off of snow and a six-pack of yogurt they had in the car. No. Word. She was then transported to the nearest ranger station and evaluated for any serious medical issues. And she's fine. So... First off, Mike, glad to hear Sheena is doing all right, you know? Yes, for sure. Second, your friend Justin ditched you hard. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the, read yeah, the I don't care how hard the snow is falling or what's going on with your shoes. You don't just get separated. No way. Like, here's how you don't get separated. He stops moving his feet. That's he's not oh, oh it's not like <laughs> it's not like a tide in the ocean. You're not like, oh I can't I can't swim back. The it's snow not the, is pulling me away. <laughs> yeah, like surprised Justin didn't just yell out like everybody for themselves and just shove her down the hill and run off. Like come on. It's man. And I mean if it really happened like the story describes it, what kind of awkward meeting happened when they met up after six days? Hmm. Like, that's got to be weird. <laughs> like, Justin's like, there you are. Oh, man, I completely lost you the other day. And Sheena's like, yeah. I remember I was like, hey, slow down, Justin. My shoe's coming off. <laughs> and you just kept saying, oh, I can't hear you because all the snow. Oh, and you just kept sprinting forward. It was really weird how that happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Who would have thought? Like, just, I mean, was, was there like a noticeable? I'd like to go back to the police and be like, was there a noticeable when he, when they found her, it was like, I mean, oh, there she is. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Oh, like, just seems a little suspect. Am I right, Mike? Just yeah, a little, a little bit. Just a little bit. No, no. But she had luckily, that yogurt. I was about to say, luckily, she had that yogurt, <laughs> keeping her keeping her healthy and regular too. You know, just probiotics yeah, going on yeah, in yeah. her stomach. Nice. Froyo. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Along with some, mix it in with some snow. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike, speaking of food, I'm guessing you're a fan of cereal. Oh, yes. All types. Which, what's your favorite? Can you give me like a top three? Oh, yeah. Cocoa Krispies. First one that comes to mind, Cocoa Krispies. Yeah. Cocoa mm. Krispies Doc G. Mm. Yeah. That's the number sure. one. Not not a Cocoa Puffs kind of guy, huh? Mm-hmm. No, nah, because not as many. You get Cocoa Krispies, you get a ton of them. Yeah, uh, more chocolate. The milk, the milk is also more chocolatey at the end. More surface opinion. area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I totally understand. Yeah. What about what about Count Chocula? Hmm. I never. I I don't think I've had that too many times in my life to come to some uh, okay. conclusion. Yeah. What about what about, you? What, 
What about Cookie Crisp? Cookie Crisp. Also, haven't had it enough times in my life to come to a conclusion. Fair enough. Or for it to be better than Cocoa Krispies. What about a, a, a relatively new one, Reese's Puffs? Mmm, Reese's Puffs. Yeah, kind of goes back to the Cocoa Puffs. Mm, okay. Uh, like I would get Cocoa Puffs over Reese's Puffs. I think I've had Reese's Puffs, and uh, they're they're delicious. Oh, they're not bad. They're not bad. Yeah. I was thinking, here's, here's my top three, and it, this may have changed from the last time, because I'm pretty sure I've given my top three on the show before. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. Tricks. Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Honey Nut Cheerios. Amazing. It's just, it's so simple. You can just yeah. keep going back to it. It's one of those, all three of those, I finish a bowl, and I'm like, on another one <laughs> yeah like fill it up again once it hits your lips it's so good yeah it's it just is. it's so hard not like cinnamon toast crunch i could eat the whole box just yeah that's a fact just it's, the whole really box mm-hmm. now mike have you ever done this with cereal have you ever been really tired in the morning or maybe at night just not paying attention and pour your yes. orange juice into the cereal. Oh no 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 no! Mm, never no, happened. I did, I did the milk. I did the milk before, and I was like, "What am I doing? Mm, the milk in the bowl the first? milk with nothing. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but I mean, that's that's not that bad though. I mean, as far as like the ramification, because you know, after you do it, you just put the cereal on. It's fine, but. I, I'm glad you've never done orange juice on the cereal. No. That's Come on. that's a day ruiner. Back in high yeah. school, I did that several times, and you just like collapse. Like you're just like, nah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my day. Like it's just, it's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. Now I bring this up because Tropicana, the orange juice company, said. You know what? Mm. We're gonna make this pro- this mistake a product. <laughs> Today, May fourth, they have released a cereal that is supposed to be eaten with orange juice poured over it. Mm. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah, the cereal is titled Tropicana Crunch. Apparently, it's a honey almond cereal, and I gotta say, Mike. It seems like the food equivalent of dating your sister. It's uh, really, really disgusting. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. It's no. just, yeah. Uh, what is the percent chance that this will actually catch on? That some people will actually <laughs> regularly eat this, Mike? I don't know. Maybe some parts of Mississippi or Alabama. I don't know. It might work out. Looking at you, West Virginia. <laughs> Looking at West you. West Virginia. Oh, God, that is... I just, like, I tried to think about it. I mean, it's sweet. I'll eat it. But it's just... Yeah. Ugh. The sogginess. Ugh. This is the problem, is the sogginess. Mm. See, I'm okay with soggy milk, milk cereal. Yeah. 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 Soggy orange juice cereal. I don't know. It's weird. It's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... Yeah. I really... When I saw this, I was just like... I mean... You know, obviously, Tropicana's been doing the same effing thing for, like, a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And every single yeah. marketing meeting, they're like, 
Uh, Anybody got anything? <laughs> pour, pour, pour in a glass, like close up with the orange juice going in it. That's we could do that, and they're like, "That's what we've been doing for the last eighty years." And I'm like, "Okay, keep yeah. that going." And so you know, some guy came in and was like, "How about this cereal? We do it." And they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Johnson, that is an idea <laughs> right there. We are running with it." But I just no, I don't think uh, it's gonna. Don't think it's gonna hit, Mike. I don't, I don't think it's gonna hit, but, but I'll try you know, <laughs> I've I've been wrong before. I have been wrong a bunch of times. I'll tell you. I often go back to this one, Mike. If the folks, you remember that whole fad, uh, like six years ago, seven years ago, when Lululemon, uh, every single top Lululemon had had like forty-seven, uh, like hooks and oh, uh, strings yeah, yeah. and everything else in the back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they would have came to me and I would have been a top exec at Lululemon, they'd be like, this is, this is what we're going to put out. I'm like, that's the dumbest I've ever seen. Take that back. Nobody's going to buy that. I would have been completely wrong, Mike. Complete Apple Watches? Somebody would have brought Apple Watches to me and be like, we're going to put out an Apple Watch. And I'd be like, it's the same thing as your phone. What is that going to yeah. do? Nobody's going to buy that. Like, be completely wrong, Mike. I'd be completely wrong. So you know what? Yeah. Orange juice cereal, it's probably going to hit. As the it kids could. say, it's going to slap. That cereal is going to slap hard. <laughs> it's going to slap you in the face with some orange juice goodness, folks. Get ready for it. And you know what else you should get ready for? Cody Jasper. He's up next on the Doc G Show. We'll be right back. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, FM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are super excited to welcome returning guest, an uber-talented musician with new music out. Very excited about this. Disco Lemonade is his new single, Mr. Cody Jasper. Cody, how are you, sir? Hey, man. Thank you so much. I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I am doing good. I, uh, I'm excited to talk about the new music. I know you're in the studio now making new music on top of the already new yes. music um but i do have yes. to ask before we get to the the new music i haven't seen any posts about any workouts recently are you, you are you still getting the fitness on <laughs> uh yeah i've been writing so much that uh it's uh it's taking a back burner and i was like under a year sober last year so i was replacing like my uh, need for speed, if you know what I mean, yeah. with, uh, with other other terms of adrenaline. And now that I'm kind of relaxed, <laughs> I'm kind of you know living day. I, I still try to you know to do, but right lately, all I've been doing is traveling and recording and writing. 
So not very much gym stuff lately, man. No, no I, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, back in, in 2020, after we talked there, you did. You got into you got into biking. You were getting miles in there. Oh yeah, I was hitting hitting some miles. Yeah, I'm. I'm I brought my bike to New Mexico and uh, I blew the tire on the first day, so oh. that ruined my. I ran. I ran this morning though. <laughs> uh, front front yeah. tire or back tire? Front tire. Thankfully, I wasn't on it, but it popped. I was laying down on the couch and the tire was right next to my ear. And it went <laughs> bam! It scared the crap out of me. I don't. I don't. But doubt it was it. a drive by or something. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, well, at least you got the run in. You got the run in. That's good. Talk you gotta to get me. your fitness on. We we talked about it earlier today on the, on the show. There, uh, have you seen the Liver King? That guy. Hmm. Oh man, he is an animal. <laughs> Do you, I also see? I also see people saying this guy totally takes steroids. But I heard him explain why that he doesn't and how he looks that way. Be, he doesn't and it made a lot of sense but i don't know if i could do that he just i as as i said earlier i uh his his life regardless of what it's it's pretty ridiculous when you say like when i can grow up to be anything i want you look at his life you're like that is a weird thing you chose to grow up to be i don't know what it is yeah i don't know what i would categorize (laughs) this as but it is interesting and he just Never wears a shirt. Nope. Ever. I mean, never wears a shirt. I I wouldn't either if I looked like that. So you know, it's understandable, I guess. But yeah. Uh, and I'm waiting for him to get sick. I'm waiting for an article to come out where it's like, Liver King got bacteria infected from raw meat. <laughs> well, you. I mean, you would you would think a little bit the way hepatocytes, the way the liver works in your body, that that would happen. Um, but you know, I, yeah. who, who knows who he's, he is a, he is a who knows? social media phenomenon. Uh, you know, anyways, I, I did want to bring up though. I mean, y- you brought about it as far as, uh, finding your sobriety, your, your newest song there, Disco Lemonade, uh, that's out, uh, prominent moonshine mm-hmm. in the video. Is it tough to talk about those things? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing not since you made the song. Yeah, it's hard to get away from that stuff because it was some part, a lot, such a part of my life. So I get a lot of, a lot of stories in there, but it's not. I mean, and also if you're writing a song for, you know, you want to entertain people, like, you know, I mean, people, it's, that's something a lot of people do. So it's, you know, it's not, it's not their fault that I got, I'm all gas, no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still like to sing about it, you know. Yeah. So, I was, yeah. I, I was thinking about it when you, when, when I was listening to Disco Lemonade. I mean, a, a completely different energy vibe. But I'm not sure if there's like a better song talking about, uh, like using that that was recorded once the artist was sober than Kickstart My Heart, Motley Crue. You think? Yeah. Like. <laughs> You think about a song that's about like using, but then they were sober when they recorded it, and it's just oh man, talk talk about a workout jam. That is one of my workout jams right there. It kickstart yeah. my heart, man. Yeah, totally. All of their stuff is perfect. Well, now uh, I know, like you said, you haven't had time, but once you finish recording here, this this uh, this new batch of stuff uh, next year. They're supposed to have a bike path that's going to be completed from St. Petersburg all the way to Titusville. 
in Florida, coast to coast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm coming. I was about to say, we're going to, we're going to tackle it together. We're going to tackle it together. We should do this now. Yes, I am all in. Now I will warn the listeners and listeners do know. I I usually use a beach cruiser, so you're gonna have to like probably take loops around me as you go, just sort of like go down a mile, come back, go down a mile, come back. It'll be a slow slow ride. We'll ha- we'll have we'll have the Rainier Road bike. Okay, okay, fair enough. We'll- that will take forever. You'd be so tired. <laughs> now I will. You would be like, dude. I have the longest I've ever rode on a beach cruiser was 75 miles. I did do a 75 mile ride on a beach cruiser. So I can't. Wow. Well, never mind. Holy cow. I can get some miles in on a beach cruiser, but, uh, you know. Jeez, dude. 75? Yeah. I'll do it. I'll That's do incredible. It. That's incredible. Okay. I do not doubt you at all. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pencil it in. We're gonna pencil it in. But right now, let's talk about the the music. Uh, you got you got to show some of it off at South by Southwest just recently. Very cool. How'd the shows go there? They went really well. They uh, half of the band was kind of like uh, people we never met before, like a day before, and it was awesome. And now they're great friends, and uh, we continue to play together. But yeah, the shows are really fun. It was good to be back playing shows and seeing Austin doing South by again. Yeah. Now the uh your drummer, you've you've played with your drummer a good while, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for a long time. Since we were teenagers. Very nice. Gregory. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to do a show with uh, uh Tony uh Hitchcliffe. Were you opening? Yeah, for the him? Kill Tony podcast. No, we played the after party after the show. Nice. Yeah, they're they're live Kill Tony podcast. Man, that is and a hilarious show. Kill Tony is super cool, dude. And he hangs out. He, I mean, we hung out with him after that. He was cracking jokes and making fun of all of us. I think that's just like what he's all the time. And even in the green room, like you could not help but get roasted by him, <laughs> even backstage. <laughs> nice. He was just roasting everybody. Well, I yeah. have you have you ever actually opened for a comedian? Have you ever done that? Uh by accident, yes. <laughs> I actually, I, uh, I, cause actually, this is a crazy story. It was Dave Chappelle. What? Yeah, dude, check this out. Okay, I'll, I'll make it real quick. So I'm playing Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. And it's like my second time or something, which is like, it's like a pretty good gig for a songwriter. You really want to yeah. play there. Anyways, it's a hot spot in Hollywood. Also, so I'm like doing my load in and the manager comes up and like tells the artist, like she's like, all right, um, everybody show Buck Cody's because I was the first person on the bill. So I got, so they were like, everybody show set, but Cody's is cut because Comedy Central and Dave Chappelle bought the place out and they're doing a surprise. You know how they do these shows and they just like post on Twitter like an hour before or whatever. That was like what they did. And like, he was trying to be nice, so he's like, they can play until this time, and that was my time slot, so. Man. I got to play that, and then, like, 30 minutes later, there's, like, tons of people, and Dave Chappelle, and <laughs> did a thing at a hotel cafe. <laughs> it was crazy. He's hilarious, man. He was so much, so much bigger and, like, musclier. <laughs> I guess because the last footage I saw of him before that time, he was thick, though, man. I was like, wow, he looks... When, Mike Tyson almost. When was that? Oh man, I don't know. I, sh- I the memory popped up on my Facebook actually, like 
a couple of weeks ago and I shared it, but it was maybe four years ago. Man, man, that's that's why four or five years ago. Yeah. yeah, did they kick? Did they kick out like all? Like, did they bring in new fa- uh, like uh, crowd? Because it seems like you would need a different yeah. crowd. Yeah, so it was the people that bought my tickets or the tickets to the show got to go, and then they let all the other people in. Uh, right when we got done, they like shut things down and then put Dave up and then they let us stay. He let us, me and a couple of friends that wrote me stay and we got to watch the show and I'm pretty sure that's how we got the tickets to the Laugh Factory because we went to the Laugh Factory the next night and saw Dane Cook and somehow we got VIP, like free VIP tickets. I think that's, it came from like his manager. Man. It was a long time ago. Long time ago and a lot of drinks ago. <laughs> but that was random. So, so it was the most LA thing that ever happened See, well, seeing two huge comedians too. I, well, I mean, getting to open for one huge comedian and then getting to see Dane Cook. Uh, uh, as yeah, well. it was like untech, technically, untechnically open for him. But it was, it was cool because like I had there's my name on the wall and then it had like seven fifteen and then it had Dave Chappelle eight thirty or whatever. It was crazy. Sa- sa- same, <laughs> anyways, same stage, same night, man. It counts. It counts. It, it, it counts. I uh, we were talking about it though because my uh, my co-host is a stand-up and uh, you know he was talking about how like it's just so weird it's a different gear when you're going from music to stand-up but like some 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 comedians can do it some musicians can do it but then others it's like no no keep it music we're gonna, you know or we're gonna we're gonna keep it stand-up that's too weird we can't mix them yeah yeah. What what was it like uh, mm-hmm. out there performing your yeah. solo stuff again? Uh, it was good, man. I, I really missed playing guitar and just doing more than than one type of music. You know, it was just kind of I missed it, and uh, you know, it was just kind of what I felt like my heart needed to do. Yeah. I missed. I had all the. I have tons of songs. I've recorded so many since this year. I'm on my third record this year. So yeah, but technically. It's probably going to be one record, but like three records worth of songs. But I uh, just decided I was like, "Hey, I want you know, I want to go." We both wanted to go different ways, movie and guys and I. And I felt like going to uh, record some of my solo stuff, and I did. I recorded one EP, and then I recorded another, and then people, you know, I had friends be like, "Hey, you know, got really good discounts, and things just started working out." I'm just going by the seat of my pants as they say but i'm writing the best stuff i've ever wrote that helps i for, got some some good stuff coming for sure well now yeah. the the stuff so far that you've released has been real funky yes! like it's still been rock but it's been way more funky uh now was is that gonna be consistent through all of this new stuff or are we gonna see some shifting of gears no you'll see you'll see some shifting of gears a lot of this a lot of that first recording I did, I did under the, I was thinking, I'm just going to do this because I really like playing blues and funk guitar. That was like my first love into everything, into music. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to make this funky off the wall record, solo funk record, because I'm in, I'm still doing Moon Fever and like, this is my main focus and this is just for fun. Yeah. So that's what these like first few, few singles were. And um then I got more serious and decided to do it full time. I did a record with Frenchie, Chris Frenchie Smith in Austin. And um, I had a bunch more songs and 
uh, had a friend, Kenny, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I'm at now. And we've been trying to link up for years and it just worked out. So now we're here cutting these other songs. And these other ones are like some pretty rock and roll stuff. It's rock. It's like it's got everything on it. I can't wait to show nice. people. Nice. I, I, I will say I love yeah. I love when you do uh, sort of the, just the random blues covers with the acoustic guitar. Like when you stripped down uh, cocaine, actually, Moon Fever there, and just did it uh, blues style, uh, you know, Delta blues style. Awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, for sure. Well, now, uh, the first... I've got like two Delta blues songs on this record. But. Nice. So... The new stuff, like I said, uh, one of the first tracks, well, the first track that you released was on February 25th. You released Higher Power, uh, which was with Black Odyssey, uh, Adam Jackson on drums. I mean, you sort of alluded to it as far as like you were uh, sort of uh, doing the side EP. How did you start working with those guys? Um, Black Odyssey, uh, he's a guy from Austin, and we kind of had the same amount of same friends and I sang on he was recording a record and I sang some vocals on it he didn't put it out but uh we that's how we kind of linked up and but he's a monster and he's killing me so I'm fortunate I got to work with him but and then he introduced me to Adam so nice. Adam played the drums on it and yeah and I had my my guys Kai and JB from Dallas Kai Whitmore and JB smacking we tracked that all a lot same with disco everything was just pretty much turn on Hit it, you know. I, I over, I went back, back and overdubbed, you know, vocals, but all the instruments were pretty much one take. I think. Nice. Now, now was Disco Lemonade with them as well, or was that a different recording process? Uh, that was a different different recording process. I did that at uh, the Covenant in Amarillo, Texas, a studio actually four houses down from my mom's house. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It's been there for a while, and I. She used to tell me that there was this recording studio and I should check it out. And I would just be like, sure, mom, I'm sure there's this awesome studio. <laughs> and it just so it just so happens it was an incredible studio. Wow. And yeah, Glenn Storley. We did a we did a, like six songs with Glenn. So man. Some more of those are coming. Man. One of them super soulful, like you're gonna like it. Very nice. Very now well now are you uh, are you still living in Amarillo? I mean, like you mentioned, you you've been moving so much, uh, going going recording different places. Because I saw you in Austin a whole bunch. You've been down there recording. You still living in Amarillo? Yes, sir. My uh, hometown. I'm just. I've been traveling. I've been working so hard that I was planning on getting out of there a couple months ago, but uh, an opportunity to make another record would pop up, and you know that's like really hard to do i mean you can make them at your house on a laptop but to get you need to really make a record in a studio with some people you look up to you know so i haven't been able to focus on anything because you know it's like oh crap i'm recording another record in two weeks i have to finish all these demos yeah <laughs> i can't think about moving much less afford it when i'm doing all of this you know so yeah it's like a it's a business over pleasure right now i'm like yeah once i get all this done i'm pretty sure i'll be able to do it where, but uh, it's not on my priority list right now. And I'm always gone. Yeah, are, are you thinking, I mean, if you do move, are you thinking like Austin, going back to L.A.? Where are you, where are you thinking? Or have you even thought about it? If I, I mean, it's either going to be Austin or L.A. Or I love Seattle, too. I don't know. I'm thinking about somewhere random also. But mm. wherever wherever the wind blows me, 
There's there's something weird. I don't know. There's so many things going on in Austin, but somehow, like I mean, you know, the all the you know Willie Nelson, Stevie Ray Vaughan, all the legends of that area. But somehow, I always think of Dazed and Confused every time I think of Austin. Yes! It just I just can't not think of Matthew McConaughey as oh, Wooderson. Oh man. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, Austin is a great. It is a great place. It's definitely changed. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It is crazy down there now. Yeah. Well, now you mentioned as far as uh, the songs that you did with Chris Smith uh, on as producer there. I saw a video recently on your uh, on your Instagram. You were working on "Am I Who You Are" the song, and you were working on the solo for that song. Uh, was that? Was that Chris in the background there where he basically just came in and said the first one was better? I think that was me. I said first one was better. <laughs> but he was in, he was in there. He was in there. He was on the he was on the desk. But he and well his idea was I was saying that to him because I laid down the solo just the first take and I was like, Let me do it again and he was like, No, that was it. I'm like, Let me do it again. He's like, No, oh, that was it, blah blah blah. And then I did it again and was like, yeah, first one was better. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Fretchy Smith is a legend, dude. He's a killer guy, an amazing guy to work with. And I've been wanting to work with him forever. He's done some records that like, he's done some Jet. He's worked with uh, a lot of awesome people. I recommend anyone in the Texas area to look him up. For sure. For sure. Well, now, uh, yeah. you know, you mentioned how good it felt to play the six string again there. And uh, I gotta say, it it was it was sounding really good on that solo. That was sounding that was Thank sounding you. pure rock right there. You know, just <laughs> straight 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 horns in the air. Now I noticed you you've been working on a new video too. Uh, there were unintentional cows. Uh, some cows wandered in. Was that the video mm -hmm. for "Am I Who You Are"? Or is that another video? Yes, it's actually called "Just Who You Are," but it's that was the video for it. Nice. And we shot that in my hometown, and I shot every video, even the Moon Fever videos were shot in my hometown. But uh, we used, yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, we went to this to this uh, person's ranch to use the horses and get the horse shot. And I sat up and was playing my live thing, and, and they just kept getting closer. And then I didn't even know. And then as soon as I got done with the take, everybody's like, well, you know, I turn around, <laughs> there's all these cows. They were just chilling. They were digging the rock. It was super cool. Nice. Now, when uh, yeah. when is that song uh, supposed to come out? That song is coming out next, uh, I believe, because the the video is done and the song is done. And uh, we're just trying to take a look at all the material and then make a big plan. After I finish the stuff this week, it's going to be like, okay, here's the, the top ones. Here's and this should be the first single, second single. But if I don't drop who you are like really soon, I'm probably going to drop a few tunes just, you know, off the cuff because I got so many to put away. And then some of them, I don't want to forget about them. If I don't release them in like three months, I won't think they're good at all. And then I'll just be like, oh, because I have so many songs in my Dropbox that people are like, why didn't you ever put this out? And I'm like, because I hated it back then. You know, it's so, so critical. <laughs> <laughs> well, now... Uh, are you like you said? You have like a, enough songs for like an of uh, you know three albums. Are you planning on releasing 
one album this this go round or yeah i think i'm trying i'm trying to make it for august i'm working on that with management and everything right now doing a single every month and then dropping a whole record towards august then then uh you know at the way things are going right now i might have another record ready to roll before then so i'm making up for lost time all the times i was uh being a drug addict not writing songs and now that i'm clear-headed i think i make it up for lost time now now uh, you can sometimes it, they're flowing yeah now they're flowing it's uh yeah i mean i'm just grateful grateful for it for sure for sure well now one request if you uh, if you make the the album for august can you uh release it on vinyl for us oh man i'm gonna make so check it out i'm making some funky blues 45s like a Disco Lemonade EP. Cause this, and then I'm going to... Yeah, so totally. And I will send you some of your way for free, man. No, no, no. No, no problem. No, yeah. no. I always... At least one. Let me at least do a 45. Okay, okay. I Those but cheaper. I will... I always support the artists. Yeah. The listeners know. I make Thanks, sure man. that artists are supported. We do not get free music here, folks. We don't like to do that. Nope. Um, wow, thanks, man. For sure. Thanks. That's awesome. Well, now, uh, I did want to mention, obviously, we talked about how uh, it was it's funkier. Funkier on these first couple of, uh, of songs, like you mentioned. And I noticed that with that, you got, you got the style going for that. I mean, obviously, in the Disco Lemonade video, you've got, like, a good-looking, like, 70s leisure suit on for, like, the promos and in, in the video, like... I wanted to ask, can you? I love the '70s, like probably my favorite musical mm-hmm. decade. Can you? Can you choose a favorite mm-hmm. musical decade, or is it too tough? It's in there. It's it's close to your area. But I mean, it, it is tough because some days I feel like listening to some '80s vibes, and some days I like, you know, the '50s and the '60s. But definitely pre. 2000s anything before then i you know but then i get sad because i'm like i love tool too and radiohead what am i gonna do there you know i guess radiohead was in the 90s but man i'm i'm if you know on a regular day unless it goes out of whack it's usually 70s 90s 80s 60s that's usually how i i i go yeah but uh, you know, obviously you got mm-hmm. those you got those curveballs in every decade that are are just too good to leave out. But seventies just so good, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, now back to the leisure yeah. suit. Have you thought of ever going like the Harry Styles onesie before? I have a few actually. I'm like, I only think I have one now. No, I have a I have a couple. But uh, I was rocking them in the Moon Fever stuff. But I. Uh, yeah, I would totally do it. Nice. I like wearing crazy stuff. Nice. But for that for that video and kind of for all the videos I'm putting out, I'm kind of doing like they're all having like their own vibe. So it's just I'm having fun with it. You know, I'm coming up with the ideas for them and I'm calling my pal Wolfie and, and he's collaborating with me on the ideas and educating me on how to do these things and shoot the stuff and he shoots it and we're we're like make anyways, but every every video is just like like a character you know i grew the mustache and it was like all right i'm definitely a uh redneck that drinks moonshine <laughs> and and then part is at a skating rink that's the vibe i get from this song yeah you know I mean? that's whatever and you know, friends even agreed and then same with so who you are the storyline it's a western mm-hmm. it looks like a vintage western it looks super cool but 
and it just said, you know, so. And I think for the next videos I come out with, I'm having fun with it. I might do some other character stuff. Nice, but. nice. Well, I was I was about to say because that was that was my other note on the the new video was the mustache emerged, but I'm noticing the mustache is now gone. Uh, so it was just you were listening back to it and you were like, yeah. I'm a redneck that, that drinks moonshine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, drives a pink Cadillac. I like it. Was, was... And you know why? Because I've been that guy. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> if you were to choose a spirit mustache, hmm. who, who do you think it would be? Like, if you could roll down, like, Burt Reynolds, Tom Selleck, John Oates, Ron Burgundy, who are you going with? And it's going to be a, a pick between Burt Reynolds and Oates. Yes. But definitely Burt Reynolds. I mean, it doesn't get better than that stash, you know? It's true. It's a bad <laughs> stash. Well, it comes... It the comes, man's man. It comes with a, lot of, with a lot of attitude. That one has more attitude than any of the others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, now... These songs that you're working on now, what's the process like? How much do you have left? Who who are you working with? How many songs are going to come out? Um, we're doing 12 songs. Today we made six songs down in like five and a half hours. Wow. We're working at, yeah, we're, the crew is on fire. We're vibing together. We're at Rio Grande Studios with Kenny Riley. Um, I got Gregory John on drums. I got Patrick Smith from Dallas. This is the first time we've been friends for years. First time we we're actually getting to do something together. Uh, Marcel Coleman from Austin, Texas uh, on keys. And yeah, we're going to town. Uh, it's uh, it's some rock and roll stuff, man. I'm I'm really impressed with how it's turning out. It's like tomorrow's the second day. So we're doing more of the songwritery, folky Delta stuff tomorrow. And then it's piano day or keys day then guitars and vocal day and wow. it's off to mix wow then i'm sending it to you some dropbox links to check out that's pretty awesome 12 12 songs in like in like what a week man yeah five days five days yeah maybe six now not all of these songs though are gonna make this august album i don't know this may be the August album. <laughs> Just depends on uh, what you like the most, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know how they say, you know, you just do it. I've had a lot of practice, you know, so I'm getting better every time. So for sure, you know, that's why I need to hurry up and release the other stuff or it just won't ever come out. For sure. For sure. Well, now, aside from that, what can listeners expect before the August album? Um, I'm putting some music out in May. I'm putting some music out in every month. Videos, yep. music, and... And hopefully some shows soon. So hopefully I'll be able to come see everybody out there and rock them out. Come back to the come back to the old stomping grounds in St. Augustine. Oh yeah, I'm actually been yeah. That's a that's happening whether or not there's a show or not. I have a I have a friend named Brian Lightfoot in St. Augustine and Jim Devito. Yeah, at Retro Phone Studio. Got to got to see those cats. Very nice. Other than that, what else is on mm -hmm. plan after you get past that album? I mean, obviously, that's the, the main goal here in 2022. But then after you get that, is it just touring for the rest of the year? Yeah, touring, making more songs. I want to get nominated for a Grammy. That's my goal. So I'm working on writing a killer rock song that charts. That's all I'm worried about. I just want to write the best music I can. There you go. Then I'll then, you know, I could tour. I got I got a banger song on the radio. Everything's good. Put put it into existence, listeners. You hear it. Cody Jasper, 
I'm going to go ahead and put it down. I'm going to put it down for like uh, 2023. I don't think we're overshooting there. 2023 Grammys. No, we're gonna... Yeah, we're a little late on this year. <laughs> I, I like it. We're going to put it out there into existence. Cody, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us again today. Man, thanks for having me, dude. For sure. For sure. I really enjoyed being on your show. Yeah. Listeners, you can stream all the new music on the streaming services. Keep up with Cody on Instagram at Cody Allen Jasper right now. Let's take a listen to that redneck with a mustache. Disco Lemonade right here on the Doc G Show. <laughs> I got that disco lemonade. It makes all the ladies say, Got them drinking it like Gatorade Tastes like velvet, tastes like suede Call it disco lemonade Just If you got something wrong with your psychology Just one sip up on your lip will put you right where you need to be I call it disco lemonade It makes all the ladies say
are back here on the Doc G Show. You just heard Cody Jasper. That is his song, Disco Lemonade. As he said, a hillbilly with a mustache drinking moonshine personified. Right there. Not a bad jam. I love it, man. It's a groovy 70s feel to it, and his mustache is kicking. His mustache (laughs) is kicking. Although... As if the listeners know, well, the listeners don't know from the radio show, but if I put on a video for a promo, they'll see he got rid of the mustache. Sad. Mm. Sad. He shaved the mustache. But it's okay. We still love him. We still love him. Uh, Mike got to open for Dave Chappelle. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, it was by happenstance, but that's pretty cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. I haven't got to open for anybody, so... I one time did a <laughs> I one time did a class before the provost of a school, so that's Word. sort okay. of a big deal. I don't know what that's... that means. I don't know what that means, Doc G. I'm so I sorry. I was afraid. I was afraid going into the academia terms would confuse you. I'm sorry. <laughs> provost. Provost sorry. is second in command at a at oh, a okay. at a school. They are one under the president. So on the ah. academic side of things, they're sort of like the vice president. Oh, okay. anything, anything academic goes to them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. So they're a big deal on a, on a uh, college campus. Everywhere else, that wouldn't mean. <laughs> but you know, on a on a uh, on a campus, that's pretty pretty nice. Yeah. Anyways, Mike, uh, you were telling me over break though. You uh, you also happen chance open for Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, Gotham, How'd that happen? Gotham Comedy Club. Um, was able to get on a showcase and mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Seinfeld popped in and he did mm-hmm. a set and that means that I opened for him. You were you were before it, huh? Yeah, I was right I was before him. Yeah, I was like four comedians before Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay, so you opened open opened for him. <laughs> yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, okay. Yeah. Now now did you go up to him afterwards and say, You're welcome. <laughs> I warmed those guys up for you. Uh, You're welcome. I yeah. tried to, but he bailed immediately after his set. He got out, went straight to the Porsche, and he was out of there. They they have the capability to do that. Those rich folks, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they're out. Those those rich comedians have that uh, that nice upper hand of being able to basically shut a place down, yeah. street come parking, in, do too. their stuff, and like, and leave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and just uh, that's gotta that's gotta be a added incentive there, a little feather in your mm-hmm. cap, you know. For sure. I mean. But it's pretty sweet to open, and uh, you know, uh, pretty nice of apparently Dave Chappelle's manager of giving uh, giving Cody tickets to see Dane Cook the next night. Oh, that's amazing! Is, yeah. Now you met Dane too. Yeah. I know. I yeah. know you got because I, I remember the shocker picture yeah, there yeah, with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Classic man, you couldn't. Man, I'll tell you, back what was I like 2008? You couldn't get bigger than Dane Cook, yeah. No, nah, like he was somewhere around there, yeah. He was, he was the man, my space. I mean, do, yeah, doing doing Madison Square Garden and and doing Boston Garden and just like selling out stadiums. His double disc comedy CD, mm-hmm. oh my, after Harmful If Swallowed, oh my god, yeah, he was man. a rock star, legitimate. That was good stuff. Such good energy too. Yeah, I love for just, sure. I mean, just, just. Oh gosh, I haven't seen that dude in a while. He's still doing. Con- he's still doing stand up though, right? I think he's going on tour. I really want to see yeah. him. I really want to see what he's doing now because he was getting really dark How it's towards evolved. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Hey, you know, he's had a tough life, that dude. Yeah. He's like, like both parents and both parents die of cancer. Or both parents, like, like really, like within a, like a short amount of time from each other, passing away, and his brother stole yeah. like millions of dollars from him. Oh, well, that's no good. Yeah, oh, no. That's a. You never want that out. He was of this like financial that's... guy, and he stole like millions of dollars. L- luckily, I don't have any money for my brother to steal, <laughs> so that's always. It was nice. a half brother I mean, though, so I don't know if that. Like, it, if if anything, I could steal money from my brother. I think that would be the more likely scenario. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Um, anyways, uh, I got sidetracked. That's uh, you know, cool side story from Cody there back in the day. But listeners need. To check out his album. Hopefully, it is coming out in August. We're fingers crossing. He's gonna get a, a vinyl out there into the world. We're gonna put the vinyl on our walls as we always do. Always up there for posterity and historical purposes. So true. And for all the other guests to love when they come into the studio. But Mike, we need to move on. We need to go to our birthday suits here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> well, actually, the 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 old one you might be able to get just because we'll there is a very, very famous movie hmm. that I watched, and I got to be honest, I don't feel like I fully appreciate it because of the time gap. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Okay. Anyways, uh, born on May 4th, 1929 in Belgium, Belgium. Her mother was a Dutch noblewoman, and her father was a British man, and they owned a loan company. After World War II, our birthday suit wearer moved to Amsterdam and started studying ballet. While studying ballet, she received offers to be in films. Her first film was Dut in Dutch, and it was Dutch in Seven Lessons in 1948. That same year, she moved to London to study ballet, but the head teacher of the ballet studio told her she would never make it as a serious, uh, uh, a serious ballerina. Uh, so she decided to focus on acting. Her first big role was in Roman Holiday, where she played a European princess. Then in 1954, she starred in Sabrina. She played in several more serious roles in the 50s. Then in 1961, she played in Breakfast at Tiffany's. She's played in My Fair Lady in 1964, then How to Steal a Million in 1966. After 1967, she decided to take a step back from acting and focus on her children. Sadly, our birthday suit wearer died of cancer in 1993. Name that birthday suit wearer. Breakfast at Tiffany's, super popular poster. Audrey Hepburn. Boom. There it is. Yes. There it is. Got it. I thought you, Breakfast at Tiffany's is just too huge, man. Yeah. Too huge. Wrote loosely off of the Truman Capote book. Uh, Pretty good. Uh, And by the way, if anybody remembers the song Breakfast at Tiffany's uh, from the 90s. Nothing nothing to do with the movie, but you know, it is an awesome song. It is. So, uh, great, great 90s jam. Well, I mean, uh, I guess it has something to do with the movie. I mean, watching the movie, but not actually anything of the plot of the movie or anything. <laughs> Girl, come on! Anyways, I got I got sidetracked there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, sadly she passed away uh, because of cancer in 1993. Uh, but I watched Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mike, and I got to be honest, it's like it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a comedy. 
Hmm. And I honestly did not know uh, what parts to laugh at. <laughs> because, like, I... Because it's 1961, like, the comedy is so far back and just so regressed mm. that you're like, oh, wait, that was a joke. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> nice. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, I, I watched it because it's iconic. But aside from that, uh, I'm going to be honest, it was not too funny. Hmm. It was uh, not up there on my funny list. That's for sure. Did not make my top 10 of funny. <laughs> Uh, never seen but, it. Never seen it. Uh, I I do remember in college, in undergrad, like I don't know, eighty different girls I know having a poster of her in that black dress at the beginning of the movie on their wall. So true. And I was just yeah. like, all right, that didn't intrigue me enough to actually watch the movie at the time, though. I was just like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just looks good. Yeah, okay, I guess I guess that's neat. <laughs> Then after a while, I was like, you know what? I got some time. I'm wasting time on looking at Liver King's Instagram. Why not watch this movie? So I did. And uh, yeah, I, I I was not blown away. Nope. I mean, you know, again, it's hard for me. It was 24 years before I was born. Yeah. Come on. It was a little bit, you know, it's like me right now asking a kid to watch uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And they're going to be like, what? When was that movie made? <laughs> you old Is it in color? Come on. <laughs> Anyways, happy birthday to Audrey Hepburn, a uh, 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 just iconic star mm -hmm. of film. Yeah. Uh, Mike, now this one, to go three for three, I don't know. It's going to be a stretch, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I know you're not a uh, country music buff, so... I know a little bit, you know? I know a little little bit. I don't, you know, but I know a little bit. Okay. Just a we'll tiny see. bit. We'll see. Garth Brooks, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know. If the answer it's is not Garth, Garth Brooks. Brooks. All right. Yeah, we're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> Born on May 4th, 1959 in Marshville, North Carolina, he was the second of six children. At the age of eight, our birthday suit wearer was given a guitar, and his dad encouraged him to play country music. Even though he loved playing music, he was not big on school. He dropped out and ended up getting in trouble for theft. While he's in trouble with the law, he still managed to win a talent contest at a nightclub owned by Beth Hatcher, who became his manager. A couple years later, in 1978, he started recording music. It wasn't until 1982 that Warner Brothers agreed to a contract. His first album was Storms of Life, which had singles Digging Up Bones... No Place Like Home, and ended up selling 3 million copies. His second album, Always and Forever, had the song Forever and Ever, Amen, and I Told You So. He released 10 more albums after that, spanning 13 years. His biggest hit was Three Wooden Crosses. In his career, he won seven Grammys. Jeez. Has a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame, has been inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, and has sold over 25 million albums. Name that birthday suit wearer. Tim McGraw. Hmm. Close enough, you know. <laughs> Randy Travis. Oh, Randy oh, I was Travis. To, I was like, what other country names? I know, and I'm, I, Tim McGraw was the only other one I can think of, other than Garth Brooks. 
to but you do know the Randy Travis. Oh name, yeah, like Randy Travis. Oh yeah. for sure. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: listeners may remember for the folks that are longtime listeners, uh, good friends of the show, Lonely Highway, who are a country band, actually met Randy Travis one night in uh, in Nashville. Hanging wow. out at a restaurant, there's Randy Travis over at another uh, table. Incredible. And then, That's awesome. And they just they chatted with him for a little bit, and they were like, that dude's the nicest dude you'd ever meet. And they were like, you know, sometimes you meet really famous people, you feel rushed, you're like, ah, oh, this guy, he just wanted to sit and chat. And I was like, that's my type That's of dude awesome, right yeah. There. That's what's up. That's my type of dude. But uh, yeah, Randy Travis, just think about this. Randy Travis, one of the greatest country artists of all time, Sold 25 million albums. NSYNC sold 56 off of two albums. Girl, come on. This dude made almost 20 albums. One of the greatest to do it in country music. And NSYNC sold two albums. 56 million. That's yeah. not to trivialize Randy. That's to say how insane it was, how popular uh, NSYNC was. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. What? It's insane. All the ladies going bananas for JT and Lance and I don't remember any of their other names. JT, Justin Timberlake, Lance. um, Was there's a JC? Wasn't there? Joey. There's a JC. Joey. uh, I'm pretty sure there was a JC. I want to say there was a JC. I'm almost positive. Listeners, back me up on this. Nope. JC, right? Yeah, there was the nope. one guy that just kind of stood around most of the time. He kind of sang I've got, a little bit. <laughs> I've got to Google it now, listeners. I'm Googling it real quick here. Jay Hold on. on. We've got uh, JC. JC Chazes. Yes. JC, yeah, so it was just JC. Yeah. JC, Joey Fatone, Lance Bass. There it is. There it is. There's the four, man. There's the four. Oh, and Chris Kirkpatrick almost Chris left. Chris Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick ah, he came out to a few of my shows too. Like he's come out yeah? to a couple shows. Yeah. Now yeah, he's offended because he definitely Fatone. listens to this show. He's, and an Orlando, he's, gonna... he's an Orlando regular guy. He's all around the place. Yeah, they yeah. were all like, I mean, they formed in uh, Orlando. Yeah. Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick is from Orlando, mm-hmm. and then like uh, I do believe uh jt moved there because of the band and because of uh he was a disney you know uh yeah. mickey mouse dude yeah he was yeah. from nashville i think yeah and then he moved mm-hmm. moved there and they actually like that's the crazy thing we didn't mention it earlier i know this was randy travis listeners i'm sorry but i got on in sync completely just completely happy birthday to randy travis but Real quick, back to NSYNC. <laughs> Girl, come on! The crazy thing, like, you think about it, was that, that Lance Bass was in Mississippi. How, and this was 95. How did they, like, find Lance? They're scouring the country for a bass singer, and they're like, oh, there's this kid from Mississippi. Let's call him on over to Orlando. And they did, and there you go. Yeah, I don't know. Lance. There's a documentary about it, which is kind of interesting, but I forgot Lance's story. I don't know. No, Lance from Mississippi. He was the last piece. They had a bass singer before him, and apparently mm-hmm. they kicked that guy out. And so then they brought in Lance, and a couple people didn't want Lance in the band. It wasn't anybody in the band. All the other singers wanted him in the band, but like management was like, nah, I don't know about this guy. Mm. I'm not feeling this. Apparently his dance moves weren't up to snuff. Ah. All the other... 
all the other guys had slick dance moves, and he was just not not slick enough, you know? But anyways, that has nothing to do. Everybody that normally listens to the show has turned off the, the show like, I don't know where they're going with this. This is stupid. <laughs> anyways, happy birthday to Randy Travis. Still kicking, still doing great things. He is uh, turning 63. 63, Randy Travis. Nice. Happy birthday to Randy Travis. Uh, and you know what? If if maybe we'll just do a whole show about NSYNC one day. Yeah. Uh, you know? Just just a whole dedicated We'll get show one of the guys NSYNC. on the show. Hey, that's that's you somebody know, I can actually kind of I, I was, reach out to. I was about to say, <laughs> new job for you. Forget Gorski. He's done. Gorski is no longer the issue, Mike. You're reaching out. You're reaching out to Chris Kirkpatrick. Do not yeah. let him know that you forgot his name. Okay? okay. Don't <laughs> do not put that in there. He will be offended. Or you could reach out to Joey Fatone since you did remember his name. And you yes. can be like, Joey, I totally remembered your name. A huge fan from way back. That's a fact. You're a fan of mine. Let's do the show. Talk all things in sync and whatever it is you do now. Well, <laughs> Uh, anyways, all right, uh, Mike, we have got to wrap the show up, but I do want to tell the listeners before we go, amazing show next week. I am so excited for our guests. I can't wait for this. An absolute legend of music. One of the original members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Jeff Hanna. <laughs> Jeff Hanna is going to be on the show. I can't wait. I mean, this guy has played with everybody. Linda Ronstadt, uh, uh, the Carter family, Johnny Cash, Patty Loveless, Emmy Lou Harris, Steve Martin, mm. Dickie Betts, the Almond Brothers, just like wow. everybody. Everybody wrote with Rascal Flats, wrote with all kinds of artists in Nashville. It's insane, man. Wow. This dude and he's been he's been doing it for like 60 years, 70 years. He has got 380 recording credits to his name as wow. the composer. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't. I just an absolute legend. I'm going to be starstruck is what is going to happen. I'm going to sound like a bumbling idiot, Word. which is, <laughs> is a, a half a step worse than I normally do. Just a little <laughs> bit lower than I normally am, guys. Anyways. Uh, that will have to wait until next week. I can't wait. But until then, guys, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus, Charette. Thank you, as always, Doc G. Great time. Of course. Of course. And until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah.